The Haunted Underpants by Dale Shaw, episode 26. The story so far. Gunston, a not very bright boy, had come into the possession of some underpants that taught. He discovered that these underpants were planning to take over the world. And he was to be sacrificed to the pants by some wizard who had double-crossed him. Not only that, but his arch-enemy, Freeland, is just a load of underpants in a boy's suit. Now we continue. Just in case that wasn't clear, Vreeland is made of pants. He was just a load of talking underpants pretending to be a boy. I noticed the familiar waistband of Olaf, the talking underpants I'd met before, hanging over Vreeland's collar. He seemed to be working a selection of gears and dials that controlled the boy, but now turned out to be a big load of pants. Oh, look, it's that stupid kid said Olaf. I heard some rustling, and then my original pair of talking pants, Glenn, popped up too. Oh yeah, he said with vague interest. Can I just point out to you again that Vreeland was made of underpants? Vreeland is made of underpants? I squawked at anyone on the tour willing to listen. Oh yes, didn't I mention that? said Prescar. No! Uh, Sure I did. I think I'd remember if you'd mentioned that one of my classmates was actually various magical talking pants in a boy suit. Uh, what's going on? Asked Glenn, the talking underpants. That was an excellent question. <sighs> we are here to sacrifice this idiot boy to please you, so you spare us when you take over and destroy the world. Prestgar confirmed. Oh, right, said Glenn. Fair enough, Olaf said. Prestgar lifted his arms magically above his head and leaned towards me, saying, Prepare to be vanquished. I cringed. I always assumed that my final bodily gesture would be some sort of cringe, but it gave me no pleasure to be right. So this was it. This is where the Gunston story ended. Uh, yeah, hold on, Olaf stated, quite casually. Yeah, I wouldn't bother with all that nonsense if I was you. Prescar turned and looked at him. I joined in. Yeah, you might want to hold off on all that, Glenn added. What do you mean by this? Prescar asked. The pants looked sly. Just a few days ago, if you'd asked me if I thought that underpants could look sly, I would have attacked you with a badminton racket I keep handy just for such questions. But there was no escaping it. Those pants looked sly. Just then, I felt the ground shudder slightly, and I heard a sound that is almost indescribable. Almost. I'll I'll have a go at trying to describe it, even though that sounds quite hard, and I'm really bad at describing things and really quite tired. It was a sound reminiscent of taking very staticky underpants out of a hot tumble dryer amplified through a bullhorn the size of a hippo. It was a scratchy, rustly, nylony, sinister sound. Prestgar looked shocked. Olaf the Pants performed the equivalent of pants rubbing its hands with glee. That very strange sound filled every empty space. Then, 
Over the prow of the tour came the most alarming sight I'd witnessed since I tripped and fell into that lady's changing room. It was underpants. Many, many, many pairs of underpants. An army of underpants. And they were marching, marching towards us and our soft, fleshy heads and bodies. At the head of this pantal army was a man. A man riding a little pony. A very long man with a very large Adam's apple. Good gravy! It was the man from Payne's department store. It was Mr Payne. Next time, what the flip was Mr Payne doing there? <laughs>